0: We praise the Lord. Can we give the Lord a hand praise? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. You may be seated. Give an honor to Pastor Josh and Pastor Stephanie, who's not here. Uh, It is indeed an honor to be here to minister once again at uh, IFC, which is a church that has had such an impact on our own lives uh, and ministry. And we praise God for you. So good to see some familiar faces, but a whole bunch of new faces who are probably saying, who's that guy? And so hopefully we'll see what the Lord uh, does. I also uh, want to make sure that I do not forget to uh, introduce my, my wife of 40 years. Amen. Amen. Uh, now she's, she's still looking fly. Uh, can you stand up, honey? Carmen Green, that's my wife. And for those of you who know uh, 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 Sissy Wave, this is Sissy's youngest sister, so uh, we're just praising God for his goodness. We want to get into the word um, here on assignment from the Holy Spirit. Um, and. There is a shift that has taken place in this church. And uh, the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, He says, behold, I'm doing a new thing, saith the Lord. And it's so new that he asked the question, do you not perceive it? Now, sometimes in our mind, a new thing means... (laughs) <laughs> a new thing means that I had an old tape recorder, and now I got a new one. But God's new thing is you had a tape recorder, and now you have a smartphone. you had a cassette player that played one cassette, and now you have a smartphone that plays you know ten thousand album saying surf. And so, so sometimes God can do the new thing right under your nose and you can miss it. You don't want to miss what God is doing in this season. So the only way you can know that, and let me just get into this. John chapter 14, verse 26. This is the Amplified Version in John chapter 16, verse 13. But the Helper, the Comforter, the Advocate, the Intercessor, the Counselor, the Strengthener, the One who stands by me, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, He sent in my name to represent me. To act on my behalf, he will teach you all things and bring all things, or help you, I keep going to the King James Version, and help you to remember everything that I told you. The passing translation says, but when the truth-giving Spirit comes, he will unveil. Can you say unveil? He will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak on his own, but only what he hears from the Father. And he will reveal, say reveal. He will reveal prophetically to you what is to come. I want to speak to you on a subject. And I only quoted part of it because I didn't want it to be too long on your, uh, on your live stream. Uh, But I I want you to repeat this with me in fact tell the person next to you, neighbor Think I think that was 30 of you Now uh, the the 9 o'clock crowd was just waking up you you're supposed to be the wild bunch Okay, thank you. I get some help over here say neighbor Neighbor. You can't can't unsee Unsee what you saw you can't unsee what you saw. You can't. I'm excited already. You can't unsee what you saw. Father, right now, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto all of us the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you. Let the eyes of the understanding of our hearts be enlightened that we would know, that we would know, that we would know the hope of our calling, I also borrow the words of the Apostle Paul what he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse five, I pray that my speech and preaching will not be with the enticing words of Brian Green's wisdom, but demonstration of spirit of power, that our faith will not rest in the wisdom of Brian Green, but in the power of God. Speak to us, Holy Spirit, in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Uh, you've been on a journey of generosity in this church. And I I want to encourage you because in Genesis, not Genesis, Galatians chapter five, verse 22, when the Bible talks about the food of the spirit, we know the food of the spirit of love, joy, peace, long suffering or patience, gentleness, and most translations says goodness. But the J.B. Phillips Bible says, instead of using goodness, the J.B. Phillips, Bible says the fruit of the Spirit is generosity. The Holy Spirit is the giver and the producer of generosity. And John is the last apostle of the uh, original 12 who is to die. Peter has been crucified. Uh, James, all of the apostles have been uh, have died or been martyred. John's the only one, I believe, who uh, died a natural death. And his gospel, unlike Matthew, Mark, and Luke, his gospel is written probably 30 years, 30 to 40 years after the last gospel is written. And what's happening is that Paul, sorry, John is writing to a new generation of Christians, new generation of believers, and they are looking to John because he's the loss of the original. He's he's the last of the of the people who actually saw Jesus and ran with Jesus. And sometimes the further you get from a thing, the more it becomes a a, a fairy tale. It becomes uh, some kind of a myth. So people are asking him, John, could you, could, you, could you once again tell us about this Jesus that we've been worshiping and talking about? And so John, he, he says, okay, I'm, I need to write to this new generation of millennials and Gen Z's. He, I need to write to them to let them know that this jesus that we're talking about is real and and he says if you want to know why john wrote he he actually says it in john chapter 20 verse 31 he said the only reason i'm writing this book is so that you would believe say believe i i I need you to believe as a matter of fact the book of john or the gospel john mentions the word believe 98 times because God needed that generation to believe. And, and so when you look at these two scriptures, the first one, uh, uh, John 14, verse 26, which in the King James Version says, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he'll bring all the things in the past back to your memory. So. John 14 verse 26 speaks to your past John 16 verse 13 he says when he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth he will not speak of himself but those things which he hears that will he also speak and the Holy Spirit will show you things to come so he Deals with your past, John fourteen verse twenty six, and he deals with your future, John sixteen verse thirteen. Tell somebody the Holy Spirit got you covered. covered. And 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 he is a real person. Okay, I know. I remember one of my friends. Well, actually, one of my cousins. He was in uh, uh, theology school, and he 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 uh, he. He was cogic and he says, you know the difference between the Pentecostal and the Evangelical? A, uh, Evangelical calls him the Holy Spirit. A Pentecostal calls him the Holy Ghost. There's something about when you say the A, hey, the Holy Ghost. Aya. <laughs> <laughs> ah, <yeah. laughs> but, but my point is that he is he is God and He is a person. Yes. And when you treat him like a person, he will do a whole lot more i have a guy in my church he, he owns his own business owns his own pharmaceutical business and they will he, he was losing money left and right and i said to him what if and, and it's not a christian business but he had to take a risk isn't it amazing what kind of risk you take when you're desperate i said in your boardrooms in your board meetings I want you to formally make the Holy Spirit a partner in your business. Leave an empty chair at the conference table so that he can give you his wisdom. Within a year, everything turned around and he started making a profit. See, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman and he wants to show you things that you have never seen before. And so I wanna talk to you about three things are three things that are part of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. And and hopefully this is going to, my assignment is to prepare you for more in 24. Say this with me. I'm gonna get more in 24. I'm not a slogan guy, because they're corny to me. Just to me, if if you have slogans, Please don't be offended. But I just heard the Lord saying, I want to give you more in 24. But you can't do that without the Holy Spirit. And that's why Paul says, he says it in, 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 uh, in uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. He says, Now unto him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask or think the, the, the living Bible says beyond your wildest dreams, but it's according to the power that's at work in you. God wants to do. That's why you need the Holy Spirit praying through you because your prayers are too little. He wants to do something that is so beyond you that when people see what God does in you, they're gonna say, that was God. And too many of you, too many of you are asking for things that only you can do and therefore God can't get credit. But when God does something that only he can do, Huh. like in our church, we we, we we paid off, by the grace of God, two buildings during the pandemic. God waits till things get so bad that when he pulls it up, nobody will get the credit but him. And so in the meantime, while you're waiting, could you give God praise on credit? That means I am so confident that God is gonna move, that I'm not waiting for Him to move. I'm gonna bless Him before He moves. So when He pulls it off and everybody's in awe, you can simply say, I told you so. God needs somebody to show off in. Tell your neighbor and say, That's me. Oh man, I like this group. So there's three things. See, the Holy Spirit said he's worth of me. Comfort, comfort. Convict, convict, and consequence. consequence. Again, comfort, convict, convict, and consequence. consequence. The Holy Spirit wants to do that in you. First of all, the Bible says, but the comforter, verse... Uh, in the King James, they call him a comforter. John 14, verse 26, but the comforter which is the Holy Spirit. Jesus also says, I'm gonna send you another comforter, meaning somebody who's gonna take my place. The word comfort, it comes, the etymology of the word comfort, of course in the Greek, this word comforter means somebody who's, 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 who's called to come alongside you, okay? He, he's called to come alongside you. Sir, can I borrow you just for a moment? Yes, you, yes, you, yeah. Thank you for letting him go. <laughs> She's like, this is my man. <laughs> okay. okay, okay, But to, so this word comfort he's—he's he's called to come alongside you wherever you are. He is going to be with you. But this word comfort—it comes from two two Latin words. C O M, which means with, and the word fortis is a Latin word which means strength. So when a person has fortitude, they have strength. So. When we hear this word comforter, so often we think of the baby's crying, oh, you gonna be all right, baby? Everything okay? No, no, this is not what the Holy Spirit does, although he does that. But this comforter is is somebody who comes with strength so that when I can't hold myself up, look this guy, he he, he, he needs to be on security. (laughs) But when I can't hold myself up, he holds me up. When, 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 watch this now, watch this now, when, when, when you're looking at me going through all that I'm going through, and you're like, man, I can't believe you're still standing. What they don't see is behind me, the comforter holding me up. I'm not holding myself up. He's holding me up. And all he wants me to do, when you start saying, How you do it, let me introduce you to the Holy Ghost. Stop taking credit for what the Holy Spirit's doing in your life. The Bible says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil because you are with me tell your neighbor I'm not stopping in the valley I'm going through somebody needed to hear that you're going through he comes with strength he comes with with endurance he comes with firmness he comes with Bravery. He comes with boldness. He comes with courage. Yes. Then his job not only is to comfort, come with strength. He his job is also to convict. We think that we're smart enough to bring conviction to individuals when it comes to they doing wrong. We do more time. Uh, let me, let me just, let me just look at this so that I don't get you upset. You spend more time talking to your children to get them to feel conviction. You're talking to the wrong person. You need to talk to the Holy Spirit. His job is to bring, is to bring conviction. hmm his, his job, not only that word convict, which is an interesting thing, because the Bible says uh, in John uh, 16, verse seven to nine, it says he will convict of sin, and it says he will convict of righteousness. That's kind of a bad word. It really is, it really should be translated he will convince of righteousness. Meaning that he'll convict you that you're wrong, but then he'll convince you that there's a right way. So this word "convince" again it means it means to uh, to show conclusively, to succeed in winning you over for righteousness. This word "convince" it means oh my goodness here we go it means to move by evidence to believe, to move by evidence to believe. He he moves you by evidence to believe. Hebrews chapter 11 verse one says, faith comes by, no, that's Romans chapter 10 verse 17. I, I said that the first service too. Hebrews chapter 11 verse one says, faith is the substance of things, hoped for this King James Version, faith is the evidence of things not seen. This word evidence is two Latin E, which means completely, and video, which means to see. Faith is seeing completely the unseen thing. That's why Paul was such a powerful minister of the gospel, and he, he gave his secret in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. He says, We look not at the things which are seen. But we look at the things which are not seen. The things that are seen are temporary. But the things that are not seen are eternal. Well, how do I see the things that are not seen? That's the Holy Spirit's job. He, <laughs> his job is to bring revelation. Ah, uh, uh. So... I have this wonderful thing here, and um, I'm going to have a few guesses. May I'm in the red? God bless you. Uh, do you know what this is? No. You want to take a guess? Um, what, and what's inside here? A Bible. A Bible. Okay. Thank you very much. A Bible. Oh, no. no. That's right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you want to <laughs> preach. <laughs> a Bible. Okay. Well, we'll ask you. you You know, you could hold him again. I'm not not gonna take him (laughs) again. What do you think's in here? A box. A box, okay, a box. Okay. Sister Green. Um, A a box too, okay, okay. Sir, what do you think's here? Chicken wings. Chicken (laughs) wings, Oh, and I know as he's like, okay, can can this service get over? (laughs) Madame, what's in here? Our plan. And so what's happening is that we're guessing what's in here because it is covered. The Bible says that the Holy Spirit is the spirit of revelation. The word reveal it is two Latin words re which means back. So when you see the word Replay, it means what? Play it back. Restore, put it back in the store. But here we have reveal or re veil, which means to pull back the veil so that you can see. So if I pull back the veil, we have not a book, not chicken wings, but we have belief. We have belief. Because I pull back the veil, now you can see. Now. I put it back in here, and I say to you, well, here we go again. So ma'am, what's, what's in here? Believe. Believe. Not a book? No, it's not a book. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Ma'am? Believe. Believe? Are you sure? Not a book? Okay. <laughs> What's here? Believe. Believe, not chicken wings. Okay. Believe. Believe. Not a book? Okay. Ma'am? Believe. Believe. Are you sure? Positive. You're positive. No, no, now, notice. Once you saw it, there was no guessing there was belief because you can't unsee what you saw. And so when the devil, when God shows you something and the devil covers it with darkness, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. With every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, all other ground is sinking sand. No matter how dark it gets, once you see, you can't unsee what you saw no matter how broke you are once the lord shows you i will supply all your needs according to my riches and glory by christ jesus you can't unsee what you saw though you are sick and you find out in the scripture by his stripes I was already healed. You can't unsee what you saw. My mother had breast cancer uh, six months before my wife and I got married. And the devil was telling her, you're going to die. You're not gonna see your son get married. And the Lord gave me a word from my mother. I was only, I'm only 20, 23 years old. But I heard, I saw a, a, a word from the Lord. David said, the right hand of the Lord, is exalted the right hand of the lord do it valiantly i shall not die but live and declare the works of the lord my mother had breast cancer she had a breast removed but the good news is she's going to be 87 next don't i couldn't unsee the healing that i saw no chemo no groups just the power of God to do what he said he could do because while everybody else, man, my grandmother died of breast cancer two years earlier, but somehow I saw healing and I could not unsee what I saw. And so the question is, what is God showing you that he needs you to believe? Because faith is a noun. Believe is a verb. <laughs> and a lot of us, <laughs> there are no, this, 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 this group is, this group is, now it's afternoon, so you're not sleepy. <laughs> you no, know, the, the first group was like, oh, oh yes, but so let me say this <laughs> there are no online courses. For swimming i don't care if you have an avatar that looks like michael phelps i don't care if you have a 4k screen and 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 you have surround sound that sounds like water <laughs> You can, you are not swimming. And there are no online courses for faith. At some point, you're gonna have to believe God. And at some point, you're gonna have to be convinced that what you see in the spirit is more real to you than what's around you. Let me end with this, as a consequence of being convinced, the consequence, the word consequence simply means to follow after. What comes after belief is sight. One of my favorite scriptures in Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time, and the consequence of the seed is harvest. That is, that is a law. In January 1995, the, the church that I passed now elected me as pastor. I wish I could say it was because of I was a great preacher, or I was a smart guy. Nope. People ask me, how did you come pastor of Pentecostal Tabernacle? Bottom line, I was the last man standing. <laughs> it's sort of like, you know, I hope I don't want anybody, but sort of like elections in Russia. Like, it's just, you're the, you the dude. No, nobody else gets a vote because there's nobody else for the vote. <laughs> I was working as a budget analyst at Cambridge Hospital 14 years and our church was about 70 years old back then we we're going to be 100 years old in 2027 and and my um I remember I the lord told me and so I say all that because I the lord told me to leave my job now, you need to understand, we, we never had a full-time pastor in the history of that church. Everybody who pastored full-time basically got in their 50s and 60s, retired, got a stipend from the church, and a retirement pension, and that's how they survived, or was able to minister. Me and my 36-year-old self, With two little girls, six and three, the Lord says, I want you to retire. I want you to leave your job and let the church pay you whatever they're going to pay you. But you need to understand that I am going to take care of you. My oldest daughter has sickle cell. And I knew that the church could not afford to give me health insurance. So I left my job not knowing where I was gonna get health insurance. In the meantime, we were trying to get a house and I was trying to help out God by getting a house before I left my job to be a pastor because the bank wants to know that they're gonna get their money back. What does, what does this have to do with this church? In May of 1995, I was at a conference when this church was in between uh, the library in Winchester and I think it's was 620 Washington Street. You're in Malden. And I was at a conference and Russ, yeah, he gave an appeal for an offering. And I remember saying to myself, okay, I'll give an offering, just, just hurry up with this offering so I can get to hear my prophecy from Larry Hudgens, because we all want a prophecy. And I'm writing out the check, I wrote one, zero, zero, because after all, it wasn't my church. I thought I was giving a lot to this, at that time, faith fellowship church. And the Lord says to me, while I'm writing out the check, he says, add another zero. (laughs) Can I be honest with you? I said to the Lord, why, this ain't my church. He said, add another zero. Now I start getting nervous, like, like, you do know that's a thousand, don't you? (laughs) Now I'm sitting next to my father and I don't want him to see that I'm, and I'm like, God, I need all the money I can get. And the Lord said, no. You need me to help you when you no longer are working on your salary that you had. The fiscal year ended June 30th, and that's when I left my job. I came back to work for one hour, say one hour, one hour. in Ju- July. Now, in the meantime, you see, that's why God, God is a bad dude. Because he'll do, I have a new name for God, I'll I'll let you borrow it. We know him as Jehovah Jireh. Some of you know him as Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord Provide, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who healed Jehovah Rohi, David calls him, the Lord my shepherd, Jehovah Shama, he's just there. I got my own name now, Jehovah Sneaky. (laughs) How many of you ever had God sneak a blessing on you? And, and, and not only sneak a blessing on you, but then you had to apologize for how you behaved when you thought he wasn't at work. Can I get a witness out there? Can I get a witness out there? I mean, you go, God, why don't you care? God, why? and next thing you know, he taps you like, oh, hallelujah. Oh, I'm sorry, God, hallelujah. Oh, I'm sorry, God, you feel schizophrenic. I was mad at God. I was like, I got no health insurance. They're making my wife work these extra hours. I told them she's only working 16 hours and to keep increasing her hours. Now she's working 22 hours. Makes no sense. We were supposed to get a house. We were looking at 28 houses and now I got my income cut. Forget you, God. Upset with him. So now I said to my wife, Wait a minute. how mean, you work 22 hours, right? And she said, Yeah. I said, I believe that if you work over 20 hours, you're eligible for health insurance. Ask your boss. She asked the boss, the boss said, no, sorry, I already asked for somebody else just recently. The Holy Spirit said, tell your wife to ask HR. She went to HR and I don't know what happened, but they said, you are eligible for health insurance. And that's how we got health assured. But oh, oh, oh God, see, see, you need to understand God doesn't just want to bless you. Come on, honey, just, just give me five. <laughs> now you don't believe me, so tell your they Say, neighbor, God doesn't just want to bless you. He wants to show off. Come on, folks. He wants, he, he wants, the God wants style points. <laughs> so they tell us, okay, you, you can't get your health insurance until September 1st. So because I came to work one hour in July just to say bye, I don't even know why they paid me, but that one hour caused them to give me a whole month of health insurance, and then they're required after I leave to give another month, so that my health insurance ended on August 31st because of that one hour, and hers kicked in September 1st, after me being upset with them for giving her health, God will sneak a blessing in your You all better learn how to praise God now so that you don't end up apologizing and repenting for how bad you acted. Mm. We looked at 28 houses. God, why didn't you get me the house when we were making all this money? God's like, hey, watch what I do. (laughs) We got a call on Thanksgiving. Twenty-nine years from this Thanksgiving, the realtor called me up. Said I got a house for you. I said to my wife, Hey, why don't you come? She said. Thanksgiving. I'm staying. No. Walked into the house, and I saw, I heard the Lord saying, this is your house. I said, God, have you ever argued with God and tell him what you can't do? I said, God, I can't afford this house. God said, this is your house. They dropped the price just for us. And then God just showed off. We bought the house in 1995. We moved into the house in 1996. Our address is 96. God just showing off. So I want to, I was on a prayer walk yesterday this is my closing point. And while I'm prayer walking, the Lord says to me, you know I can do this again for you. I said, yeah, I know. He says, well, you're, you're sharing this story, but why don't you plant another $1,000 seed 28 years later? into what God is doing in this house. Pastor Josh didn't know this, but I want to get in on, on what God's doing. And I you know, I mean thank you for the claps and all that, but I I, I am I see blessings coming. And when God gets finished blessing us, I'm going to be embarrassed that I just gave a thousand. Don't look for more, but right now. (laughs) But I want to encourage you that God wants to show off. I think I shared with you before so many places, but my daughter's, during the pandemic. In fact, one of them wasn't even working and God paid off all of her college loans and the loan on her new car. She is, both my daughters are debt free. During the pandemic, oh God will show off. So I wanna encourage you, you as you go into your new season, Plant your your seed in 2023 so that your harvest will meet you in 2024. And let me tell you something. God wants to do more than just money. God wants to turn things around. God wants to bless you. God wants to do something powerful in you. I'm telling you, something is about to happen in this church. And and and, I'm getting in on the investment. Let's have everybody stand. Thank you, Jesus. For thirty seconds, could you just worship the Lord right now? Just just worship Him. Just thank Him. I give you glory, Lord. You have put rocket fuel into our faith. You have stirred up our belief. Oh, God. James said in James chapter 2, verse 20 and 26, faith without works is dead. Faith without believing is dead. and Oh, God. Jude verse 20 says, but ye beloved, building up yourself. There's another level of faith praying in the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael and uh, Marcy, I, just the Lord, just speak to me about you. Uh, I think a few years, years ago at a prayer meeting, I was talking to Marcy, and um, of course, your name means warrior from Mars, warrior. And, and, and I just hear God keeps He keeps saying You need to fight The good fight of faith Like you're in a faith fight that, That's all I'm hearing You're in a faith fight And you have got to You got to keep fighting Because there's a fighter in you anyways You've always been a fighter And, 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 and the reason why you got to keep fighting Is so that God fulfills Michael's name Michael's name of course means who is like God. And God, God is telling me to tell you that he is with you, he is with you. And he is going, he is the, I don't know anything about you, he's the God of the turnaround. And and so just, just, just stay with what you already know. God is at work and, and, and I just hear God saying that you know, he's your partner the Holy Spirit you, re, reserve whatever space whether it's your home, your business reserve space for the Holy Spirit and say Holy Spirit you, you are a partner in this and he is going to go to work I'm telling you Father I, I pray that you would just bring this to pass Lord Jesus pull it off Lord Lord Jesus, do exceedingly, but let them look back this time next year and say, oh, my God, the word of the Lord is right. Do it for them in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Mm. Mm. There's too many to call up to the altar, but before I turn it over to uh, Pastor Josh, I really feel like the Lord was saying to me that there's an anointing here to there's there's an anointing here to allow you to start seeing and once he shows you some things he needs you to believe there are some of you you don't need to see anymore God has shown you some things, and you've kind of just said, because sometimes the years have worn you out. And so I'm here to encourage you. And if you're here saying, God, I'm, I'm going to believe again. I don't know what you're believing for, but I'm going to believe again. I want you to lift your hands, and I just want to pray a blessing over you that the Lord will strengthen. Maybe you were rejected. Uh, by the bank, maybe you heard a bad doctor's report. Maybe your 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 child or loved one has gone off the deep end into more sin. But God is saying, you can't unsee what you saw. Get back to praying. Get back to your confessions. Hebrews chapter. I believe they said let us hold fast to the profession of our faith because God is faithful who promised. God is faithful who promised. and so Father I we've had enough services where we ran around and swung from the chandeliers and and nothing has happened (laughs) but Lord I'm believing you that first of all you spoke directly to people and that Lord I'm believing you that you are going to be the God of the turnaround there's some here that you promise that you're going to give them a child and they've been waiting and waiting and waiting you are the God of the turnaround we've seen it even in our own church couples waiting seven eight years and all of a sudden BAM God you are the God of the turnaround we've had people in our church who were going to pay Getting ready to pay ten thousand dollars for a procedure—nothing wrong with that. But then, as they're about to give the money, the the mother got pregnant. <laughs> God, you are the God of the turnaround. You're the God of the turnaround. And so, Lord, I pray that there'll be an infusion of faith, an infusion of belief. I pray, Father, that when doubts arise, that they'll see that little sign that I brought. Believe, believe 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 and lord when it's time to give help them to stretch out their faith no pressure no pressure help them to just do what you're showing them to do lord i'm i can hardly wait to hear all the testimonies of what you're doing in, in this church international family church continue to bless pastor josh and pastor stephanie that they'll be courageous in their faith courageous in their believing, no matter what they see, help them to make sure that they know that they can not unsee what you've been showing them in Jesus' name. Amen.